Hello, B2B marketers. Welcome back to the Marketing Bound Podcast. I'm your host, Laura L. Bernhard. With the whole great resignation going on, there are so many great opportunities for employees to really choose where they want to work. So I'm going to recommend 10 questions to ask when interviewing for a marketing job, specifically at a small B2B company. Because you'll see that Not all the questions apply to larger companies, so you'll need to filter them out if you are applying to a larger company. I am going to arm you with some really good questions that will make you look like you know what you're talking about and demonstrate your keen interest in the company. The answer to these questions will also help you determine what kind of company they really are and if you want to work there from a marketing perspective. There will be no questions about culture and pay. They're all really related to marketing. But then the episode does not stop there. Once we go through these questions, I also want to give you six questions that you need to answer, I would say before even applying to the job, but at least before you go to the interview. It's definitely going to be a noteworthy episode, so you'll want to stay until the very end. But don't worry if you do not catch everything, you can find the transcript at marketingbound.com. I put the questions from easiest to toughest for the employer. Definitely go through the questions and pick which ones you want to ask. 10 questions might be a little too much if you only have one interview, but if you have more than one interview, you can probably get all these questions in. Just before starting, I want to remind you that no matter what interview you are in, I recommend taking notes while they're answering your questions because you're also interviewing them. So with that, let's start with an easy question. The first question is, what are your expectations for this role over the next three months? This is an easy question for the employer because chances are they already cover this in their part of the interview. They may already have a plan laid out for you of what they want you to accomplish in the next few months. But if they didn't mention it, be sure to ask this for two reasons. First, you want to see what position they're trying to fill. Like, why are they trying to fill this position? Because there's clearly a gap in their team if they're interviewing you. And you want to make sure that you find out what this reason is. And the second is that if they don't have a plan for you, you need to pay attention to what they say. Because it would lead me to wondering why I'm in that interview in the first place. Maybe they know nothing about marketing and need someone to fill that role. Maybe they're concealing what they really want you to accomplish. But whatever they say, write it down and try to determine their intentions. And the reason I'm giving you such a specific example is because a lot of entry-level marketing positions are promoted as marketing positions when in reality they're sales jobs or they're something completely different. I remember going to 
an interview and I didn't really look up the company at all. <laughs> anyway, we were we were just chatting in the interview and I'm like, oh, like what can what can I expect from the role? And they said, oh, you're going to be answering the phone. And I was like, what? Like That's not marketing. But right there and then that told me everything I needed to know. And I could have actually just walked out. Obviously, I didn't. But I could have just walked out there and then because it's clearly not a marketing role. They were hiding a secretarial role under a marketing position. So I think this question is super important, but chances are they will already cover this in their part of the interview. So let's move on to the second question. How many people are working on the marketing team? In smaller companies, you're likely going to be on a very small team and you can ask what everybody's role is and who they report to. So you can see how specific the roles are. Is there an SEO expert? Is there a blogger? Is there a content creator? All of this gives you great insight to the makeup of the team and where you fit in. And it's also another easy question for the employer because they may have already addressed it in their part of the interview. And it also helps you identify if there are any contractors. Be sure to mention oh, that's great that there are whatever, let's say two people, do you outsource any of the work? And that way you can really find where you fit in in the team because usually you cannot research contractors on LinkedIn. You can research, you can find out, you know, who works on the team, but maybe not any of the contractors. And those contractors are a big deal for a small company. So you want to find out those. The third question you want to bring up in the interview is, is there a marketing project you have yet to start that you would love to start in the next six months? This question is important to see what they actually want you to work on. It also gives you the chance to prepare for any huge project that you may not have the skills to execute. And you don't want to say, oh no, I don't know how to do that. They don't have to know that you're going to be figuring it out while it's being set up. Just say yes and figure it out on the way. There are so many resources out there and so many episodes coming up on this podcast that can help you. If you do find yourself in this position, definitely reach out to me if you need help with something specific. The fourth question is how do you currently generate leads? This question can go in so many directions. Every company always has a lead generation problem. Every single one of them. <laughs> there are never enough leads for a business. So the question really might make them uncomfortable. And I'll just give you an example of some things that they can say. If they say referrals, and that's the only source of leads, that's not very good because then they're only relying on referrals and not their own marketing to generate revenue. And that means that their marketing is not, not fully developed. However, if they mention many streams of leads, maybe they say our website, SEO, digital ads, that's, that's really the ideal. In a small company, I won't lie, it's, it's unlikely, but if they have a well-developed marketing team, you'll, you, you can probably get that answer, which is great. So with that, let's move on to question five. 
Who is your ideal customer? Ooh. So if they can just answer this question on the spot, that's super good. Many companies struggle with answering this because a lot of B2B companies say that, oh, we can help anybody. A lot of companies just in general have a hard time niching down. And so this question, who is your ideal customer, that'll really give you insight to if they know who that is. And if they do know who that is, that's super good. But if they are hesitant and not sure, they might be, you know, they might be having some issues internally. They might be having sales problems. They might not be generating as much revenue as they need. They might not have a strong marketing program in place. And honestly, like I can assume here, if they don't have those things in place, they honestly might not even offer a good salary. Because if they're struggling in other areas, because their target audience is literally the whole world, they might not offer you a great salary. Obviously, this might not be true for everybody. So you can always find out their salaries and make a decision based off your values and what you expect. But I would, I would jump to that conclusion. If they can't tell you who their ideal customer is, I would argue that internally they're, they're struggling. Something is not right. Now, it might not be crazy bad, but something is definitely not right. I don't know if you guys can tell, but the questions are getting increasingly difficult for the employer. <laughs> the sixth question, what is your biggest marketing challenge to date? They will definitely have to think about this one. This is where you're probably going to write a lot of notes because like, I don't know, when I've asked this question, I get a lot of rambling answers either because they're not really sure what the problem is or they just think that they have a lot of issues and writing this down does help you if you do start working at that position because you're better prepared for where their mindset is, but also it's just very interesting to see what the company thinks they need versus when you get in the company and see what's going on. What you think they need may not be the same thing as what they think they need, which is quite interesting. And this obviously brings up like objections and how your ideas might go completely against management and what they want. And we will definitely be covering objections in a later episode because that's a huge part of B2B. You're going to have a ton of ideas and over the years you will learn how to prioritize and bring up the best ones. But even when you bring up the best ones, you will get pushback. You will be asked, why? Why this? Why does this work? And it all comes down really to marketing principles, why you think it's going to work, and the trends that are going on at the time. So with that, question number seven, what percentage of revenue is allocated to the marketing budget? Oof. This is a very polite way of making sure that their marketing budget extends beyond your salary. <laughs> because when they have absolutely nothing dedicated to marketing, that's just like a whole world of problems that you do not want to enter. On the flip side, if they go into detail about how they do allocate budget to marketing, this is obviously great to take note of. You see what they're spending money on and what they aren't. And this can help you brainstorm for ideas on how you can help them 
before you even start the job. Asking this question will also tell you if whoever is interviewing you knows how much revenue the company makes and how much the marketing budget is. And this is always a good sign. Now, if they ask you why you're asking this question, this is what you can tell them. Tell them how you read that most successful B2B companies have allocated a minimum of 2% of their budget to their marketing. I don't know. I think it makes you look smart as hell, but I will link this stat in the, in the show notes. And obviously you can do your own research, but I would give some, some kind of response aligned with what I just said. That brings us to question number eight. Can you describe your customer journey to me? Actually, no, that sounds awful. What does your customer journey look like? Yes, say that instead. Because <laughs> you don't want to say, can you? That's just a yes or no question. So what does your customer journey look like? This is a, this is a spicy question. This is asking them to describe how their customers buy their products or services. And this will make them uncomfortable. They will be uncomfortable, but it will really show you your knowledge about how customers just buy things, how everybody goes through a customer journey, even businesses. And if you guys aren't aware of the customer journey, the simplest version is three steps, awareness, likeness, and purchase. Awareness, meaning they have to know that you exist. Likeness, meaning they have to like you. And purchase, meaning that they sell. Everybody goes through these three phases on absolutely everything that they purchase. So you want to see if they can tell you how their customers go through this process. If I were to guess, they'll probably say something along the lines of the customer fills out a lead form. They go to a demo. There's a phone call of some sort, and then they purchase. And if that's the case, then honestly, they, they don't know much about marketing because that process is very focused on the sales side of the process. There are three steps in the customer journey, but everything they said does not answer, you know, like, how did they get to the demo? How do customers learn about who you are? How do they gain trust with you? All that is missing from their explanation. And I'll give you an example of customer journey from Assurance IT where I work. This is just one example. We have several personas, but we're in cybersecurity. So usually, and this happens more often than not, the trigger for someone to start looking for a solution is when something bad happens. So like a ransomware attack or a fire and it burns down all of their data and they have nothing left. That actually happened to one of our customers, actually. Their neighbors, like literally down the street of their physical office, their company, the office building, burnt down and they lost all of their data. And as a result, our current client came to us because they were so scared. So that actually happened. <laughs> um, and in cybersecurity, we know that that's when people start looking for solutions, you know, that awareness that they need help to a problem. Then they start doing research. And this includes a lot of online 
resources. They go to YouTube. They go to IT magazines. And they also confide in other IT professionals. Then they reach out to a few vendors and they set up meetings with them. And they basically honestly test like the vibes of each vendor and they see who they feel more comfortable working with. And they also see how affordable the solutions are. And just that, I explained the awareness and the likeness process that they take. And then obviously they make a purchase. So they do the demo, they make the phone calls, there's a quote, and then they make a sale. And that's the customer journey of one of our personas. But you see how none of that was talking about the actual purchase of the process. That's the easiest part. The hard part is answering, how do, how do customers know about you? That's hard. And this question in general, when you ask an employer in an interview, will give you a better idea of how developed their marketing is. I don't think this question will make or break whether or not you take the position, but it is good to know before you start working at the company because chances are you're going to have to develop that if they don't have it. You're going to have to do the research. You're going to have to talk to customers to figure that out. That brings us to question number nine. How much budget do you allocate to learning per employee? That's a tough one. Meaning like, do they invest in their employees' development? That's, that's what we're asking here. If they have no budget towards learning, um, that'll put them in a very awkward situation. That really sucks. And it may give you the insight you need that they may not be prioritizing their employees' development. And they also, especially if they don't have an answer, they're going to ask you why. Like, why are you asking this question? And this is what you're going to respond. I need to stay on top of marketing trends. I need to allocate time and potentially budget to make sure my marketing skills are always up to date. And by saying that, you are setting expectations of how you need time to continuously learn for your job. And in marketing, you absolutely do. If you're not listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos, reading books, like that's the best way to advance your career is to constantly be learning and then obviously applying those things that you learn. And honestly, this reply to me, there's no harm in wanting to continuously learn. And if the company is appalled by this response, then well, you just dodged a bullet. Now on the flip side, if they do invest in their employees' growth, then that's amazing. Then you may have found a winner. And now the final question. And to be honest, this... Depending on how they answer it, it's a deal breaker to me. Question number 10. Do you allow your employees to have personal brands? Like the having a personal brand is the new resume. Everyone in marketing needs to be developing their personal brand. And I have several episodes coming up to discuss this okay i'm not going to leave you hanging i'm not going to tell you this is important and then leave you hanging i have at least three coming up three episodes if they say no 
you are not allowed to have your own personal brand, then you need to get up and leave and never go back. (laughs) But in all seriousness, if they don't recognize the power of personal brands for their employees and how that can positively impact their business, this is absolutely a deal breaker. I'm sorry, guys. So those are the 10 questions to better prepare you for your marketing interviews for a small company. Again, I want to emphasize this is these questions are very much for a small company. If they have 50 people in marketing, you don't ask these questions. Before you go to the interview, you also should be finding out an extra set of information about the company. And the goal is to find a company with an open mind and who are practicing modern marketing tactics. Okay, so here are six questions that you need to answer before going into the interview. I would argue even, you know, before applying, but everyone applies to like a thousand places and then they kind of figure it out. So all good, as long as you answer these questions at some point in your process, I think that's a job well done. So the first question is, what social media platforms are they active on and are they active at all? If they don't believe in social media, oof, like that's that's like a red flag. You know, that's just kind of a, a warning sign that you might be entering a culture that is not open to new ideas. Question number two, look up the credentials of your direct manager. Now, this is important because they can easily be a mentor of yours, easily. And that will help you greatly in the progress of your career and your confidence in your marketing skills. The third question is, just find out how old the company is. Honestly, if it's over 50 years old and they're not on social media, you know, red flag, red flag. But if the company is like Coca-Cola and they've been around for 200 years, but clearly they're active on social media, you know, that's okay. But just, you know, just find out how old the company is to see maybe where their mindset is on how they run the company. They just might have an older mindset. Question number four, look for brand ambassadors. And what I mean by that is, are their employees active on LinkedIn or TikTok even? No, because if the CEO is not active on the biggest free professional social media platform, that's just weird. Sometimes they don't know that they need to be there, but definitely keep this in the back of your mind because I worked for a CEO where he was just too busy for LinkedIn. So he was, in other words, he was too busy for free exposure, you know? So eh, it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Question number five, what is their purpose? Why does the company exist? It's always very helpful as a marketer to understand that before you start working there. Why does the company exist and who they help? If you can figure out those things, you are two steps ahead of a lot of people. That brings us to our last question, which is how are they different? And if that's not clear on the website, it might be hard for you to understand once you start working there. And it just, it makes your life a lot more difficult. In B2B, you're probably not a unique product or service 
So your differentiator is a big deal. And just drawing upon the last two questions, so what is their purpose and how are they different? I was on LinkedIn the other day in a comment section of a post and a woman was talking about how she has no idea what her company does and how they are different. And she is so lost and confused that she had the balls to write this publicly on LinkedIn. I thought that was wild. That was wild. But she she felt so lost because obviously as a marketer, no matter how great your marketing is, if you don't understand what your company does, like your skills, your ego is going to take a hit. Absolutely. So with that, those are the 10 questions to help you look super smart and knowledgeable about marketing in your interviews. And we just went through six questions to answer before an interview or even before applying to a job. So with that, marketers, thanks for listening. Hope this episode helps you with your job search and let me know if you have any additional questions. Toodles. Now comes the fun part. Subscribe to the Marketing Bound podcast to catch every single episode and make sure to leave a review so we can take the show to the next level. 